Welcome to the Avoiding Divorce Podcast. My name is Steve and I want to welcome you to and thank you for listening to today's episode. Just a quick reminder, we do have a email address, avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. That's avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. Please feel free to email us. Let us know about your situation or if you have any comments or questions feel free to email them to that to that address and we will um, take that under consideration for future podcasts that's avoiding divorce at gmail.com and once again thanks for listening welcome to episode 20 of the avoiding divorce podcast i'm your host steve before we get into today's topic, just wanted to once again thank the listeners of this podcast, all the positive feedback, all of the emails you've been sending about your own situations and questions that you might have. Really appreciated. Also, the kind words about the podcast and how it's helping you out. That's really the purpose of this podcast. It's why we do this podcast. I do want to, again, once again, apologize for the lack of episodes. <clears throat> there have been... Uh, some things going on that have prevented the episodes from getting recorded, edited, and put out there. So I, I want to thank the listeners of this podcast for their patience as I continue to try to get new episodes recorded, edited, and uh, out there for you to listen to. Today's topic is one that I have been wanting to do for quite a while, and that is spending the entire episode, both segments one and two, talking about the subject of relationship talks. Now, I know that we've touched on relationship talks in the past, um, why there is such a desire on the left-behind spouse's part to engage in relationship talks, why it's a bad idea to engage in relationship talks, and then, of course, how you should handle relationship talks when and if your walkaway spouse um, starts one. Left behind spouses are so tempted to engage in relationship talks because there's what I've referred to before is that illusion of action. And one of the things that we think as a left behind spouse that we are doing is that we are doing something if we're talking about it. And so oftentimes we will in, try to engage in relationship talks uh, because it feels like we're doing something that is going to help our situation. And of course, rarely does it ever help our situation. We'll talk a little bit about that a little bit later. Some of the other reasons that left behind spouses are so tempted to engage in relationship talks is in order to see if anything has changed from the walkaway spouse's perspective. So the walkaway spouse, of course, has already made their desire to leave the marriage known to the left-behind spouse. The left-behind spouse is occasionally tempted to try to see if there's been any change in the walkaway spouse's desire to leave the marriage. It's kind of a wishful thinking scenario on the left-behind spouse's part, 
where maybe this time, if we talk about it, he or she will start to show some signs of really not wanting to go through with the divorce or some signs of questioning whether or not they want to go through with the divorce. Anything positive that that the left-behind spouse might be able to glean from another relationship talk is really what the hope is. Now, I've mentioned before that when it comes to relationship talks, one of the worst things that you can do is to think that because the the walkaway spouse hasn't said anything about ending the marriage in a in quite a while that there's a chance that if I start a relationship talk as the left behind spouse that the walkaway spouse will have given up on their idea of leaving or ending the marriage and as I said earlier that's usually not going to be what you hear and we'll talk a little bit about that in a few minutes the other reason that the or another reason that the left behind spouse is tempted to engage in relationship talks is because they uh, think that by talking they can convince the walkaway spouse not to leave the marriage that this time they're going to say just the right thing to make the walkaway spouse give up this desire to leave or end the marriage. Um, a left behind spouse oftentimes will play in their head in between relationship talks, things that they want to say, things they think they should say, things that they think will have a impact on their situation for the positive. And it's really a false hope that you have. And when we get into uh, why relationship talks are a bad idea, um, before we go to the second segment, we'll talk a little bit more about that. And then finally, there is the belief on the left behind spouse's part that you can't just not acknowledge the elephant in the room. So what that means is anytime there's that you're around your walkaway spouse as the left behind spouse, you think to not acknowledge that the walkaway spouse is wanting to leave the marriage is just too much. And the left behind spouse feels compelled. They feel like it's necessary for them to address the situation verbally, uh, no, even knowing that in most cases, in the back of their head, it's not a good idea. And so these are all some of the temptations and, and reasons behind the lure of relationship talks to the left-behind spouse. And it's all fool's gold. It's all just wishful thinking and wishful hoping on the left behind spouse uh, spouse's part that another relationship talk this next relationship talk is going to be the one that fixes everything and so we talked a little bit about how 
the left behind spouse feels like they're doing something by positive by talking about it. And the reason that I say that that never works is because any time that you've engaged in a relationship talk with your walkaway spouse, you've probably felt worse after the discussion than you did before. So you go into it thinking, okay, this time it's going to go the way that I want it to go. And it rarely ever does. And so the, the, the left behind spouse starts the discussion hoping for the best and then they regret that they ever had the relationship talk with their walkaway spouse. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but number one reason is it usually never goes the way that you want it to go. So no matter how long you've thought on what you should say or what you think you should say or coming up with the best thing to say in the next relationship talk, more than likely it will backfire on you and you'll regret that you ever had the relationship talk with your walkaway spouse. Now, we also mentioned that sometimes the, uh, the, the temptation is because maybe the walkaway spouse hasn't been behaving as if they want to leave the marriage. They certainly haven't been talking about it anymore. And so the left behind spouse gets their hopes up thinking, oh, since they haven't mentioned it, since they're not really doing anything to move a separation and divorce forward, then maybe they've given up and the relationship talk then is a temptation just to gauge what the walkaway spouse is thinking. The problem with this is what I've said before. When your walkaway spouse wants to reconcile, when they want to give up their uh, push for a divorce, you'll know it. It'll be unambiguous. There won't be any question about it. One of the best sayings that I've heard is that when your walkaway spouse wants to reconcile, you'll know. And when you when they don't, you'll be confused. So if you're confused, starting a relationship talk is probably not going, going to change that. And in fact, when you back a walkaway spouse into a corner, they will almost always fall back to what they previously proclaimed to you, that they do in fact want out of the marriage, that they do in fact want a divorce. No matter how long it's been since they stated that last, no matter what they've done since they stated that last, starting a relationship talk will almost always cause them to restate that they do in fact want a divorce. And so you can see that as a left behind spouse, that's hoping that this next relationship talk is the one that fixes it. You start the relationship talk and once again, you're very disappointed because the walkway spouse is reiterating that they do in fact want a divorce. And then there's the idea that you can say the right thing. You can, you know, that this next relationship talk will be the one where you just say the right thing to snap them out of it. That 
some combination of words, some phrase, something that you're going to remind them of, will this time get them to give up on, on their desire to walk away from the marriage. And the problem with this is you're not really understanding when you when you think that way you're really not understanding the problems that you're trying to solve as i've said before most walkaway spouses have been considering divorce and leaving the marriage long before bomb day ever occurs before they ever drop the divorce bomb it's probably been at least a year, if not two, and sometimes in some cases even more that they've considered that. And so by the time they get around to actually saying they want a divorce, whatever the problems that were in the marriage that caused them to walk away are deep-seated, deep deep-rooted, and they're just not going to go away with a combination of words or a simple phrase or even a even a combination of phrases. Uh, I've heard it said that you can't talk your way out of what you acted your way into. And I think that's really appropriate when it comes to these types of situations where a spouse is walking away from the marriage, that you're not going to say anything that's going to convince your walkaway spouse that they shouldn't walk away. The reasons that they're walking away have been going on for quite some time. The reasons that they're walking away, at least in their perception, are not fixable, aren't going to be fixed. And at at the point that they're ready to walk away from the marriage, they've, they've essentially given up on ever making the marriage whole again. And so... The fact that you think, as the left-behind spouse, that you can say the right thing to convince them that they shouldn't walk away from the marriage is just, as I said earlier, fool's gold. It's false hope. It's putting your hope in something that just is not a possibility. And so for all of these reasons... It's a really bad idea to ever engage in a relationship talk and especially to start one as the left behind spouse. You don't need to talk about it. More than likely in your situation, the walkaway spouse has already stated what they wanted. You've already stated to the walkaway spouse what you want or don't want. And so talking about it again isn't going to change it. And if you think talking about it again will result in a different outcome, you're probably going to be sorely disappointed no matter what tactic you take, no matter what you try. So that's it for segment one. When we come back in segment two, we're going to talk about a little bit about how you should handle relationship talks if the walkaway spouse starts one and the motivations behind walkaway spouses starting relationship talks. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to episode 20 of the Avoiding Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Steve. In segment two, we're going to be talking about relationship talks from the walkaway spouse's perspective and how the left-behind spouse should be handling relationship talks if the walkaway spouse starts one. And so we, in the first segment, we talked a lot about the left-behind spouse and why they are tempted to start relationship talks and why they shouldn't start relationship talks. And now we're going to talk a little bit about the motivation behind why walkaway spouses will sometimes try to start relationship talks. Now, as I said before, in most cases, if a walkaway spouse uh, engages, or if a walkaway spouse is ready to reconcile with their left behind spouse, Rarely will they do that in words. There's rarely a moment where they sit the left-behind spouse down and say, you know what, I've decided that I don't want to leave the marriage, and therefore I'm going to stay in the marriage and work on the marriage with you. That's usually not the way it goes. Usually, it's a slow process over time where the walkaway spouse slowly moves back towards staying in the marriage And if you, as we said in segment one, if you try to engage them in a relationship talk before they've completed that journey back to the uh, marriage, they will insist that they still want a divorce, that they still want to leave the marriage. And so anytime a walkaway spouse is starting a relationship talk, the left-behind spouse should be extremely cautious about that. A lot of left-behind spouses will leap at the opportunity to have a relationship talk if the walkaway spouse is the one initiating because they think that the, there's a chance that the walkaway spouse is going to say that they don't want a divorce anymore. And as I said, that's rarely the case. So why would walkaway spouses try to engage in relationship talks? Well, the first reason that they would try to engage in a relationship talk is if you've been doing the avoiding divorce uh, principles, if you've been uh, instituting those properly in your situation, then more than likely at some point the walkaway spouse is going to start a relationship talk in order to find out what's going on with you. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I recently uh, had an exchange with a listener who was talking about the fact that their walkaway spouse said that they hated this left-behind spouse. And I was going to address that on the program because... It's not always a bad thing for the walkaway spouse to have strong emotions towards the left-behind spouse. It's when the walkaway spouse is apathetic or just don't care that you need to be most concerned. And and so it, it is actually a good sign when the walkaway spouse, for whatever the reason wants to engage in a relationship talk 
because they still care enough to want to have that discussion with you. Now, you still shouldn't engage in the relationship talk, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but it's not a bad sign that the walkaway spouse necessarily is wanting to engage in relationship talks. There's been plenty of walkaway spouses that have just moved out, stopped talking to the left-behind spouse, and essentially just disappeared out of the life of the left-behind spouse. So the fact that the walkaway spouse is wanting to engage in a, in a relationship talk isn't that, it, you know, it doesn't, it's, it, it's not a negative. And again, if, if you are doing the avoiding divorce principles, if you've instituted those into your situation properly, at some point the walkaway spouse is going to try to temperature check you and see where you're at. Why isn't the left behind spouse weepy and mopey and angry and sad and begging and trying to fix things? And why aren't they starting relationships? All these things will go through the walkaway spouse's mind once you start doing the avoiding divorce principles well. And so one of the motivations for a walkaway spouse is to try to find out what's going on with the left behind spouse. Why aren't they behaving the way that I expected them to be to, to behave? Now, if you haven't been instituting avoiding divorce principles very well, and you're not you haven't taken the focus completely off your walkaway spouse, they might still be interested in having a relationship talk at some point. But their motivations for that are completely different from the left-behind spouse. So in segment one, we talked about things like the left-behind spouse being hopeful that this time the relationship talk will be different, thinking that they can finally say the right thing to get the walkaway spouse to change their mind on the divorce. Those sorts of motivations. Well, for the walkaway spouse, you can probably guess the motivations are the exact opposite. A walkaway spouse will try to engage in a relationship talk as a way of trying to talk the left-behind spouse into the idea that the divorce is a good idea. They will start relationship talks with the idea of trying to convince the left-behind spouse that separating, divorcing, and going their separate ways is the right approach for the couple. They'll also sometimes use it, the relationship talks, as a way of smoothing over the fact that they're divorcing. They'll say things like, well, I hope we can still be friends after we're divorced. I hope we can get along for the sake of the children, if you guys have kids together, in these relationship talks. These are the types of approaches that the walkaway spouse will take. Remember, the walkaway spouse is looking for the path of least resistance through the divorce. Um, I've often said that the walkaway spouse, a walkaway spouse is one of the laziest creatures on the planet. And if they can get their left behind spouse on board with the idea of divorce, then they can start to push off a lot of what I call the dirty work of the divorce, 
to the left behind spouse. We've talked about that on a prior episode of this podcast that the left behind spouse should not be engaging in the dirty work of the divorce, that they should leave all that dirty work to the walkaway spouse. Well, the walkaway spouse will sometimes use relationship talks to try to get the left behind spouse to do some of that legwork, to do some of that dirty work of the divorce. And so as you can see, their motivations for starting relationship talks tend to be the exact opposite of the motivations for why left-behind spouses are tempted to start relationship talks. So if you're instituting the avoiding divorce principles properly, eventually your walkaway spouse will probably try to temperature check you to see where you're at and why you're behaving the way that you are. But if you're even if you're not, they may use relationship talks to try to sway you to their way of thinking that the divorce is the right approach to smooth over the divorce, um, you know, so that it's an amicable divorce rather than a contentious divorce. They'll even say things like, oh, we should leave the lawyers out of it. We should just, you know, agree um, amongst ourselves we shouldn't waste money on uh, representation and we should just try to make this as smooth as possible and so they'll even sometimes throw for the kids in as well. And then finally, uh, left behind or walkaway spouses will use relationship talks to try to get the left behind spouse to help them in the dirty work of the divorce. So these are some of the reasons why walkaway spouses will try to engage in a relationship talk. And when the walkaway spouse does start a relationship talk, you as the left-behind spouse should not engage in that conversation. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I've mentioned on this podcast before about the idea of listening and validating. You listen attentively, un, um, uh, you know, undistracted to what the left or to what the walkaway spouse has to say, and when appropriate, you validate their feelings. So, if the walkaway spouse says something like, "I think for the kids' sake," we should keep this amicable and keep the lawyers out of it. Your response can be something along the lines of, okay, what I hear you saying is that we shouldn't have, we shouldn't hire lawyers because you want to keep it amicable. See, what you did was you repeated back to them what they said so they knew you heard it and let them know that you understand that that's the way they feel about things. But you neither agreed nor disagreed with what they were saying. And that's the big key in listening and validating. It's not agreeing or disagreeing. It's simply letting the walkaway spouse know that you heard them and that you understand how they feel. Now, in one of these relationship talks, the walkaway spouse may end up asking a direct question of you. And when you get a direct question, you should try to deflect the answer to that question. So if they say, 
Well, do you agree that we shouldn't hire lawyers? You should try to deflect that and not really answer it. You can put the answer off as well. Well, you know, I haven't really thought that much about that. It's something that I'll have to give some consideration. See, what you did there is you didn't answer the question, but you responded to the question. They can't accuse you of ignoring the question, but you didn't give them a yes or no answer. And that is the key in relationship talks that are started by the walkaway spouse is not only to listen and validate, but to let them know that you're not at a point where you're going to make any decisions related to them or related to any question that they might have. Another common question that a walkaway spouse might have in a relationship talk is, well, don't you agree that we should get a divorce? Now, you as the left-behind spouse may be tempted to immediately answer, no, I don't agree with that. I don't want a divorce. But nine times out of ten, you've probably already made that well-known, that, that that's something that you're not wanting. So reiterating that, restating that, is not something that uh, you should do. You should use deflection and fall back on the fact that you need time to think about things. Feel free to say, I can't give you an answer to that right now because I haven't fully considered it, fully thought about it, and I still, there's still some things I need to consider and think about before I can answer that question. And then finally, when it comes to a relationship talk that your walkaway spouse has initiated, is you should, at the first opportunity, after you've listened and validated, after you've deflected direct questions, you should be the one to end the discussion. Don't apologize, because it's so common for us to try to say, I'm sorry, I can't continue the discussion. Don't apologize for that. Just let them know that you're busy and that you have to take care of things. You can end the conversation by saying something along the lines of, I'm, I'm going to have to consider all this, but right now I have to go take care of something. We can talk more about this later. Or even if you don't like that last part, you can say, just leave it off. And just say, I'll have to consider everything that we just discussed, and but right now I have to go take care of something. Make it short, make it firm, make it definitive, so that if they continue, try to continue the conversation, you can continue to repeat to them, I have to go take care of something right now. I can't continue the conversation. Um, relationship talks that go on for more than a few minutes are usually not going to be very productive. And the longer that a relationship talk, talk goes on, the more likely you as the left-behind spouse are to say something that you shouldn't and the more, the more likely it is to escalate into a dis, some type of disagreement or argument, which is something you are also trying to avoid at this point. So if the walkaway spouse starts a relationship talk, listen and validate, deflect questions, and be the one to end the conversation as soon as you can 
by saying that you need to go take care of some things. Hopefully this helps you when it comes to relationship talks. I know it's a very big topic. Left, a lot of left-behind spouses struggle with constantly wanting to be talking about their situation. But if you get nothing else out of this episode, remember the old adage that you can't talk your way out of something that you acted your way into. Relationship talks rarely are productive, rarely go the way that you want them to go, and almost always the left-behind spouse feels worse after a relationship talk than they did before. So that's episode 20 of the Avoiding Divorce podcast. Hopefully you've gleaned um, some things that you can use in your own situation from this episode. Once again, feel free to email us at avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. We'll be glad to answer any questions you have or uh, consider topics for a future episode of this podcast. Once again, thank you for listening. And as always, do whatever you can to avoid divorce. Thank you.